Welcome back to the incredible, amazing, least popular podcast on the internet and outside the internet, anywhere in the world that has ever existed, called What Would Will Smith Do? Well, Will Smith has a book where he talks about the things he has done, and he even shares some things that are, that were, I guess, private. Um... Which makes this really interesting because Will Smith seems to be a very polished, straightforward, simple, good guy. And in this book, um, well, uh, I just read the first section and I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts with you guys. He shared something that I thought was um, incredibly, I don't know what how to describe it really um revealing i maybe but not really surprising sort of but i don't know what to make of it yet i mean so i'll just share it with you and then maybe you uh i don't know make up your own mind i guess um so i was reading it and and he starts off talking about his dad and his mom how they met who they were how they were i mean nothing too crazy there um but the thing i guess I mean, it didn't throw me off, at least. Maybe in a different mindset. Maybe if I smoked a couple of joints and I and I read this, and I would, and I reread this, you know, maybe some of this stuff would hit me a little bit more. But right now, I couldn't connect the dots quite yet to his parents and his dad. I mean, obviously, there's a huge connection to his dad, you know, that are related to the choices he makes, right? Anyways, I don't know why I'm trying to to sound smart. I hate... I'm not smart. You know, I'm a nobody uh, talking out of my ass. But, you know, I... Just real quick, I was in a very dark place the last couple days, as as I've shared with you guys, I think, yesterday when I recorded the first session. And today, I just tried to follow my own advice. You know, I try not to be a hypocrite. And I just remembered my own words. Do what you can when you can, however much you can. So I was able to go to my favorite burger place, Grass Burger here in Albuquerque, um, and uh, get a burger, pull my car over uh, by the movie theater close by, uh, listen to Smartless, they have Jerry Seinfeld on, and everything felt so much better. It's like somebody was beating me up and I managed to escape. That's how it felt like. And I had to take actions. I couldn't just lay in bed, feel sorry for myself or let the dark thoughts consume me. Because what's the point of sleep? What's the point of doing nothing? There's, you know, unless it's for relaxation, true, genuine relaxation, you know, there's no point. So I tried to remember my own words and here I am. Anyways, you might be wondering, get to the book. What, what about the book? Is there anything there? Well, um, two things that I wanted to share with you guys. One is one statement that kind of threw me off that I liked. The, the greater the delusion, the greater the illusion, I believe. And I, I'm not going uh, to go find that exact quote. But from what I remember, actually, you know what? Let me just pull it up. I have it on my... I have an image of it on my phone. So let me just uh, pull it up real quick. The bigger the fantasy you live, the more painful the inevitable collision with reality. That struck me 
that hit me. That was an aha moment because I am a big fantasy guy, big dreamer, sort of like Whale, but different in other ways. I'm a, I'm a dreamer, but a realist at the same time. When he Will Smith at the beginning of the book, he talks about. In fact, in fact, the first section of the book is called fantasy. He talks about how much he dreamt, how much he fantasized to the point where people thought, you know, or accused him of being a liar. And he said he was. There's times when he would. But in his head, he wasn't a liar. In his head, they were true, the things that he claimed. So that was incredibly amazing, interesting to me, because that does reveal a lot about why he is who he is. And I don't want to say the success he has achieved because that we need to get rid of that. Success is only finding yourself, being you. Maybe I'm saying that to make myself feel better because maybe I will never be, not maybe, there's a good chance I will never be as big as Will Smith. I will die as a nobody. And, and, and but, but what is important is that I die honestly, that I die genuinely. That is more important. Like when I'm on my deathbed, I want to be able to close my eyes and and say i tried i i I, I don't i don't want to say i tried i want to be able to feel peace knowing that i tried to discover who i was and i use that word try again i was trying to avoid it (laughs) i was trying to avoid to use try and then i failed (laughs) um so i want to be able to have attempted to go inside and figure out who i am and here i am I'm so I act like a bad guy or I do things of a that of a bad guy that sometimes sometimes a bad guy would do if you will but I'm not just like you are not and and we need to stop giving into that illusion we are uh, good people stop feeling guilty stop feeling ashamed I have I get cocky have an ego I get you know I do things that are not perfect but uh but those are just things that just uh it's nothing anyways so back to Will Smith's book um so I just shared that quote with you and I thought it was just very interesting because he's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Every night before I went to bed, uh, I used to uh, spend here. Yeah, this is this is my thing. And, and this was very important to me. This is not much. I don't remember anything about my childhood. I don't understand how people write books about their childhood to the level of details like Will Smith did in his book. I genuinely do not get get it i blows my mind because i don't remember any of this stuff any of my stuff not this stuff obviously i don't remember his story but any of my details any of the details in my life to that extent especially the way he shared it so if i you know everybody obviously when you read a, a biography most people would it would cross their mind like oh how would my biography look like well mine would be like 80% made up because I don't only remember 20%, but I would obviously, t- you know, say that. I wouldn't just <laughs> hide it, hopefully. Um, anyway, so one of the things I, w- I used to do when I was a kid, before I went to bed, before I went to sleep, that is, I, when I went to bed, I used to fantasize and dream for the next uh, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever. It was the best part of my day. It was when I get to escape, I guess, um, where I was and who I was with. And that's what I'm trying to do here in New Mexico right now with my family. I am in a very, very, very difficult place. It feels like prison and, 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 and it's it's super tough. I get extreme anxiety just being here. 
and I feel like I'm in prison and I do want to make the best out of it though I want to I want to be proud of myself when I do get out of this place and uh, I will so anyways in bed every night when I was a kid best part I would fantasize and what I used to do I used to fantasize about what I would do when you know um, like just fun scenarios I would come up with these fun scenarios like um, imagine if everybody on the planet died except for you and your friends you know so it's like no one else left so that you have the whole world to yourself and that to me that was my favorite fantasy for sure uh till i got you know till i had puberty and then you know obviously some of the fantasies included girls uh but you know before puberty it was definitely my favorite and um and it was just uh yeah um i would but i would be a realist meaning like obviously there's nothing realistic about the whole world vanishing and only you and your friends are alive i get that but the actual part where we you know have to like survive and stuff i wouldn't like just you know i would like be very i try to be as realistic as possible and i try to like you know for example if if in one of my fantasies i was driving a car i had to like be real and be like wait i don't know how to drive manual and most of the cars in germany were manual so like i would like take that into consideration okay so i was like what would i do instead well i would drive an automatic not a manual probably i would find an automatic car whatever so anyways this is something that I shared with Will's history that he was a big dreamer. I was a big dreamer. He, his fantasy and dreams were slightly different. Mine's were slightly different. He got bullied for them and I got bullied once at least for my fantasy. And I don't want to share that with you right now because this episode is still about his book. Even though well, most of the people that tuned in, uh, which is probably zero, um, probably... Uh, you know turn this off or went to the next track or whatever next podcast but if uh, you're still with me i hope you are uh and if by some miracle uh the other thing i wanted to share with you uh from this first section is an incredibly amazing the most important part of this section in my opinion is the last part the very last two pages um so will had a a fantasy character a fantasy friend called and, and i'm probably mispronouncing it magiker and I don't know if this is like a common word that most people know. And I'm a foreigner. So to me, this is uh, not a word that I recognize. It's sort of spelled like magic, the, the beginning part, but but with the CK. So it's magicker. So anyway, um, so here we go. Uh, last two pages, uh, if you will. Not mostly. About a block away from Woodcrest at the end of Graham Street, there was a known sex offender. All the kids in the neighborhood knew about him, and our parents told us to never go anywhere near his house. And we rarely saw him. He was like a ghost or an urban legend. One day, I saw a little girl going up to the front steps of his house. He was standing in the open doorway, inviting her in. My heart started pounding my chest. I thought about calling her out, calling out to her, but I froze. She was too far away, and I could see him. I was terrified. I ran home up the steps to my bedroom and slammed the door. Nobody was supposed to go into that house. That was the bad man's house. Did he see me? Is he coming to get me? Needing to get away as far as possible, I hid in the closet, shaking. I could feel Magiker with me. You have to tell an adult, Will, but I can't. 
What if the man found out it was me? What if he tries to hurt me for telling on him? Will, go tell your parents right now. I can't. I can't. I can't. Will, go right now. But all I could do was curl up on the floor, on the closet, and cry. Will, get up. You have to tell your parents. Magica was angry now. He never got angry. You have to tell someone. You have to get up now. I closed my eyes and buried my head in my hands. I can't. Just like I couldn't face my father, just like I couldn't face the neighborhood bullies, I couldn't even tell someone that somebody else was potentially being hurt. What was wrong with me? Why was I always so afraid? Why was I such a coward? I just laid there, trembling, ashamed, weak. Moments passed. I took my hands away from my eyes. Magicker was gone. There's a moment when your fantasies recede and you realize that you are still you. Imaginary friends or drunken basketball won't make us, won't make the fear go away. They may help you forget for a moment, but reality remains undefeated. Fortunately, someone else had to. Fortunately, some someone else had seen the girl enter the house and had intervened. But what if they hadn't? I never saw my my jigger again. Um, the last part was Will talking, not me. Um, in case that wasn't clear, I was still reading. Uh, not uh, as you could tell, not a good reader. But what a story, right? What a story because it's from Will. What a story it's because it's from Will Smith. What a story because it shows humanity. It shows not fault per se, but imperfection. Will Smith is like a hero to me. And here he was uh, human. Here he was, you know, a scared kid like me. I was a scared kid. I was definitely, without a doubt, a scared kid. Could not fight. Didn't want to. Didn't want to fight. Uh, call. Uh, you know. Uh, told on people uh, when they were harassing me. Uh, just was not a person that was just. Uh, you know, courageous. I wasn't a courageous kid, if you will. I was a lot like Will, like the way he described it, and. Um, I was, there was a story of me, and, and this is not about me, and you might get annoyed, I'm sorry, but this is us person, this is all highly sensitive people um, I'm talking about mostly. So there's a story of, so that's why I'm sharing this. There's a story of me when I was a kid. I don't know how old I was. I, I told you I don't remember the details of my life, my childhood. I think I was just... I wasn't living with the right people. I wasn't born into the right family. I have the sense that I that was never my family. I was born into them, but I was just in shock most of my childhood that, that it was just not nourishing, caring, loving enough. I didn't have the love that I needed. And maybe you need 
maybe you're the same you need to be aware of that maybe you need lots of love to in order to bloom you need just like a flower needs sunlight you know highly sensitive people need more love than anybody else and if we don't have that we're numb we're we're like we're not living we're not alive and that's what's happening right now to me in new mexico but anyway so i'm so when i was a kid i was walking and i just got this brand new fbi jacket and i was a huge huge fbi fan if you will i was into x-files scully and molder molder See, in Germany, they had different, they had the same names, but the way we would say them would be the German way. So probably butchered it, but uh, yeah, so I'm just going to say it the way we would say it. Uh, Scully and Mulder, and, and I don't think it's Mulder, but, uh, but anyways, um, so one day, and there's a huge, there's a long, it's not a long story, there's a story behind the jacket, how I got it. It was a very nice, loving aunt that gave me, bought me this jacket, which no one and the people around me at that time would never do, but she was just incredible. But anyway, she bought me this jacket. I was walking around in the neighborhood, if you will, walking towards the train station with this brand new FBI jacket. I thought I was an FBI special agent. No joke, no exaggeration. Also, fun fact, I went for the FBI special agent position later in life. But again, I just don't want to deviate too much from the book. But at the same time, I feel like all these things are kind of like connected. Because this story of Will in the closet scared kind of remind, is kind of related to this. I was a scared kid too. and and But there was this moment where like I was walking around with this FBI jacket. And the courage this FBI jacket gave me was incredible. Because for some strange reason, what are the chances... Um, the lady in front of me that was walking there was an elderly lady older lady uh, if you will um and there was this guy following her and he got closer and closer something felt weird in my heart i felt it i didn't know better i'm you know i'm still a kid at that point and next thing you know he snatches the person starts running what do i do i don't know how long it took me to react i started running after him the difference in height between that guy and me was one third I was one third the size of him, and here I was, a kid. I don't know how old. Let's say ten. I, you know, let me just pick a number. Um, and I was running after him. He was much, much, much faster, and there was no way I was going to catch him. It was literally zero chance I was going to catch him. But I just kept running, and I kept running, and I kept running, because somehow I thought that by some miracle. I will, um, I will, um, he will not harm me, you know, even if I caught up to him in, by some miracle, um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't harm me, I'm somehow protected, if you will, and, um, obviously I didn't catch him, he got away, I <laughs> offered to help the lady afterwards, I was like, let me find out who this guy is, I know some people, <laughs> this is no joke, this is literally what happened, I literally go to a friend of mine's house, who was living close by, because he was Russian and the guy who stole this lady's purse looked Russian and we just knew who was Turkish, who was Russian, who was Afghan, who was German. So this guy looked Russian. He was one of the, you know, we just, it's just something we just like knew in the neighborhood. So I go up to this guy's house, knock on his door, tell him like, hey, do you know a Russian guy who might be stealing purses? (laughs) Something along those lines. 
So anyways, um, I got invited to the police station. I didn't get invited to the police station. I, got, I had to go to the police station to give a statement, I guess. So they all, they were super friendly and they all, you know, they mentioned how awesome it was that um, for what I did. And, and, and so, but it's funny because here I am not being successful yet Will is the most successful person on the planet. And that's... Um, You know, that's um, that's amazing. It's beautiful. Because I'm... You know, it's... Um, it's... We all have... I mean, I want to be honest. I told you this. This podcast has to be about honesty. And it has to be... Because it cannot be about anything else. It has to be about love and honesty. I feel like those are the two attributes everybody should lead with in life if all else is confusing lead with love and honesty <clears throat> and this is what i'm trying to do so anyways uh so incredible story by will um he didn't intervene and then but here he is fearless if you will and if you will <laughs> no pun intended um and then doing incredibly incredible fearless things and then you know, um, just a well-liked kid, you know, he's still, I feel like he's still a kid, and that's the most beautiful part about him, and, and, and that's just, there's one thing I take away from certain people that are in the spotlight, is how childlike they are, so if they're more childlike, the more likely, I'm, I'm gonna like them, and, and the more people gonna like them, there's something special about people who maintain their childlike self and um you know i'm trying to do that i hope i don't do it in a in a <laughs> in a in a wrong way <laughs> in a uh you know i do i hope i do it in a healthy way where i let the child out in a healthy way and and, and protect that child let you know let you know love that child in you protect that child um be kind to that child be the grandmother the kind grandmother to yourself that most of us didn't have i didn't have a kind grandmother and i, I mentioned kind grandmother because i feel like having a kind grandmother is just um it's just a um it's just a beautiful thing to have i feel like a, 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 any human being that grows up healthy if you will mentally had a grand had a great parents or at least a kind grandmother and i know will had a kind grandmother i think he i heard him mention that uh at least once sorry i'm eating fries if that's okay um no disrespect to this podcast but you appreciate appreciate so i do like to think i appreciate the podcast and uh, yeah so um all right 23 minutes uh kind of long this episode um great um great first section interesting stuff you know uh, i think will's greatness lies in his uh, ability to to dream so far based on what i know about him and even just based on the first section of the book um his ability to be vivid with his fantasies his dreams uh and his ability to stay like a child um, to keep the child in him alive and healthy. 
That's it. I do believe that that's everything. Uh, but in order to do that, you need love. Um, I believe he had love from the right people. Not all of us have that, but can we can we fix ourselves retroactive? Damn it! There was a word that I thought would be perfect here, um, but now it eludes me. And I hope I'm using that word correctly. Um, but I hope that we can, you know, as an adult, come back or go back or come back to our child self, heal it, and rediscover ourselves. And that's what I'm trying to do. And um, I hope you're doing the same. Take care of your inner self, inner child. Be kind to it. So the inner child likes to play video games. The inner child likes to do silly things. The inner child likes to, you know, randomly fart and then laugh about it. Keep, be, I'm saying discover the, 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 the urges, the instincts that are in you. And, and don't label them as bad or stupid or immature or whatever it is. We have a trillion labels these days, these days, <laughs> all days, not just these days. <laughs> it's been like this since the beginning of time, you know. Um, just hone them. Just, uh, uh, just uh, don't be harsh on yourself. Don't, I don't know why you just hone them. I don't know what I was referring to, to be honest. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, don't be harsh on yourself. Don't apply labels on things that, that come to you naturally. They might be the best part of you. They might bring you the one thing that you are supposed to achieve and see. And wouldn't isn't that what everybody's seeking? You know, so you know, it was a tough day for me in, in the last few days and, and dark place and, and and I just um and it's I'm I am in a tough place living at home at 38 with my mom and I'm so close to just moving out or being able to get away and but it feels like I can't breathe it feels like I was like it's just like the most anxiety I've ever failed and it's just I feel like I'm about to explode and it's and it's so tough and like this I'm glad I came out today to this burger place pulled over did this podcast Listen to Smartless. It made me feel better and gave me hope because once I'm not here with my family in New Mexico, which, you know, sounds horrible, I know. But the truth is, it's just there's nothing I can do, nothing they can do. Um, I, I try to be loving and kind. I came to my family a few times in the past where I was just like, I was going through a happy phase. I was going through an exciting phase, a creativity phase. And I tried to spread that with my family. I'm so sorry I'm eating. I feel bad that I'm doing that. But at the same time, I want this to be, you know, like it's not a traditional podcast, professional podcast with professional mics yet. At least. Maybe in the future I will. Hopefully not, though. But um, But my point is, like, uh, I tried to bring that joy to my family and I hope that they understood me and I hope that they would laugh with me but it was just to no avail and that hurt that hurt a lot to the point where I almost shut down because it was like oh I wanted to I thought that we can all be joyous and happy together but I guess you know their argument is be real be this don't to them it was it was just difficult to 
have a lot of fun so anyways sorry guys um made this a lot longer than you know i initially set out these episodes to be um will first section done few revelations new insights he was afraid and he was a dreamer that's the main takeaway also oh last episode i said that thing by that i say at the end uh, the way i exit the uh podcast i stole that from smartless well that's not true uh i'll be completely honest with you me and the kiddos um we were doing that before smartless we were always say bye and then smartless was doing it and 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 yeah so you know so no i'm gonna stand up for myself i'm like no i did not steal that from smartless that was something that i did with you know the kiddos before smartless so here we go that was my thing that i'm gonna own so i'm gonna stand up for myself you should do the same by the way all right guys uh will get the book uh this is special episode number two uh thank you so much for tuning in i love you guys i'm I'm, let's keep uh let's keep the conversation going let's open our hearts let's have fun let's forgive let's not be serious let's uh, live an amazing life and let's get out of depression and live and just thrive all right guys take care bye bye one more time